0: You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Midweek. And nope, I'm not Reese. <laughs> um, I've asked uh, Reese if I can step in and do a class and then he'll be back and then I'll do a few more later. But uh, um, I wanted to just share some thoughts and and uh, be able to address the whole group um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of going into a transition mode, uh, as, as, uh, we, we're changing from August to September. And you, actually, it's kind of remarkable. You can even kind of feel it in the air. All of a sudden, everything cooled off and the evenings got cool again. And we're, we're definitely shifting into fall now as we move into September. And, um, I want to talk about a little bit about just the fall and, and, our mindset and our thinking. Let's go ahead and start out with a prayer. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for loving us and allowing us to be your people. Thank you for the temple that is your body, that is the church, God, and, and, and for the family in the Lord that you give us, God. God, help us, Father, to be strong in our faith and strong in our love for you. Uh, we, we thank you, God, that you always are reaching out to us and bringing us closer to you, God. We love you so much. We ask that you bless our time tonight to study your word, uh, to be given direction from your word, and help us, God, just to be close to you in everything, and especially in times of transition. We love you, God, in Jesus, and we pray. Amen. Um, you know, times of transition are always they're always a little funny. You know, uh, it's always it can be a little scary. It can always take a little require a little more faith than normal. And there's a number of transitions that are happening right now. That's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, just to kind of set our minds for the fall and, 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 and then we've got some exciting things that are going to be happening in the fall that I think is going to really encourage everybody. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, we're, we're transitioning into the fall. Even you can almost kind of feel it outside. I was just, I was telling Michelle, it's so cool outside. It was early in the morning and she said, yep, it seems like fall already got here. And uh, it does feel like that. All of a sudden, boom! Here we are. The 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 month changed and the weather changed. And who knows? We'll probably. I'm sure we'll have some hot days again. But but uh, but it's also a shift in you know people going back to school, the kids going back to school, back to you know some of the 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 homeschooling that we're doing and schooling online. And of course, there's there's big changes there. You know, we had a great devo last Friday with uh, the the downtown crew. Uh, because they're going through a big transition with the Padillas leaving and, and the Henleys have stepped up to help more and the Keys have stepped in to kind of double team to help, uh, downtown and provide the shepherding and leadership. And of course, Michelle and I are going to be helping out there as well. And, and, um, I think there's another pretty big shift in that, um, we, the quarantine has gone from something that is short, like, I think most of us went into the quarantine thinking this is going to be a month or two. And it's already been what? March, April, May, June, July, August, six months. Obviously, this has gone from something short to a long-term thing. And, and, you know, right now we, we're not, we're, we're not sure when we're going to be able to go back to physical services. It, it could be January, February of next year. So this, little thing of, of, of not being able to meet and gather in places has, is, is turning out to be a long-term big shift. And it's also, I think a transition and even how we think of church, you know, I mean, we've always thought of church as our Sunday morning meeting our Wednesday night our Friday night devos our Bible talk. And we don't have access to those things the same way. You know, we've, we've, I mean, I, I never would have dreamed I'd become a televangelist. I'm a televangelist now. You know, I never would have dreamed that we would not be able to meet, you know, and, and, you know, it's, these, these kind of challenges are nothing new for Christianity because Christians have had many different kinds of challenges throughout the ages and have always quickly adapted. And that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, where we're having to adapt, you know, and, and we're, and we've got some cool things right now. I'm actually sitting at the set. The, the women are going to have a uh, podcast where various women are talking and sharing and, and that's going to be cool. Um, uh, we've got a full studio. The building is a studio. Those of you who've been here to record, you've seen it. I mean, we're, we are online church. And there's some big challenges in that, I think, in not meeting face to face. But there's also some big pluses in how we have, you know, become broadcast people. You know, where, where our services are are attracting hundreds more people than they ever did before, and we've had the opportunity, lots of family and friends, to be able to watch and get connected and coworkers. And I'd love to hear some of those stories of. How coworkers and family have gotten connected during this time. If you have any stories you'd love to share, send me send me the news at at uh, metro at laicc dot net. Um, and I'll have it up there later at the end. But but lots of transitions. I mean, really, lots of transitions, and we don't have the security of how we lived our Christian lives before, so it presents challenges. And transitions are always a little scary. I mean, we talked about, in the Devo, we talked about having faith, you know, and, and trusting that God is in control. And that's the overall message always, whenever we go through transitions is, is that we just are, you know, when a challenge rises, our faith needs to rise. It's as simple as that, you know, and always have your faith a little ahead of the challenge, you know, and sometimes big challenges come and what that demand, it demands an even bigger faith, right? And our faith has to stretch out to be able to take on the challenge. And and that's kind of where we're at um right now. And I think that this fall could really be a great time. A time where we learn new things, where we grow in other ways. And I I, I want to challenge us all to be proactive, that take the time that we have, you know, we, we have less time traveling to meetings and and you know, just think, okay, what can I learn this fall? What can I grow in? This fall, how can I be a stronger Christian this fall? We have you know basically four months left, really three because uh, December is pretty much a, a holiday month, so we have September, October, and November to to make something happen, maybe to help a a, a friend to know Jesus, help a, a relative to become a Christian, help uh, a neighbor to to connect and find us on on the internet we 're going to be putting a big banner out front to let everybody know when our services are and, um, and, and, and we actually even have somebody coaching us, a professional organization of how to reach out to people online, how to bring in people, because we have lots of people watching, but not a lot of those people are connected to us yet. And we, we need to figure out how we do that. So open your Bibles to Joshua chapter one. Um, I, I read some of this on Friday night at the Devo, but I'm not going to read the same, well, I'm not going to make the same points, but, Whatever. You'll, you'll get it. Um, it's, it's, uh, Joshua chapter one. And he says in verse one, he says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you go, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. So God tells, you know, it's, it's a major transition for them. They've been led by Moses for over 40 years. They, they, you know, they had a lot of security. Anytime there's a transition in leadership, there's always some insecurity. Oh no, what's going to happen to us? And, and it's, it's one of the reasons why God transitions leaders and they don't stay too long because people will put their hope in leaders. People put their loyalty in leaders. Remember, Paul would say, I follow Cephas, I, I follow Apollos, I follow Peter. You know, or No, Peter is Cephas, but Barnabas. Um, the, the, it's human nature to do that, and it's not good. So God transitions leaders in and out so that our hope and our faith will be in people, um, excuse me, not in people, in God. That we don't, I mean, you, we've got to have good relationships with leaders. We've got to have trust. We've got to be able to follow leadership. But, but our trust and our faith really needs to be in God. And so that leaders can come and go and it doesn't stop us because our faith is not in people. Whether it's a Bible talk leader, a sector leader, a region leader, a church leader, they're all just people. And they're all just people serving God. God is our hope. God is our strength. God, and and of course, so God chooses the new leader, right? He picks and announces to the people, this is who's going to lead you. Joshua, son of Nun. Why Joshua? What did he do that was so great? We say, well, I mean, he was a general and he led a lot of the military campaigns and they were very successful. Um, He was, you know, one of the rebels that got them out of Egypt. Uh, He was an amazing character, amazing person, right? And, and, and of course, you know, and the reason I think Joshua was picked was because of the whole thing that happened with the 12 spies. And we've, we've heard about this. Um, Reese has done a fantastic job taking us through the traveling through the desert and all that the, 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 the people of God were learning and growing in. Really, they were becoming the people of God, um, as they were growing and learning to have their faith in God. And of course, you remember the 12 spy things was just a disaster, was a total disaster. I mean, first of all, it wasn't God who wanted them to send in 12 spies. God wanted them to just come in and take the land. But they were scared, you know, and so they wanted to pick the 12 spies and spy out the land first. And one of the cool things is that God actually cooperates with them and says, even tells them how to do it. You know, pick a man from each tribe and et cetera, et cetera. And it's interesting because I've seen God do that several times in the Bible. You remember when they wanted a king and, you know, and, and God, you know, basically told them how to do it and help them, you know, find the right person. Right. And who ended up being the wrong person, then how to fight the right, how to find the right person when the wrong person uh, bailed on them or failed on them. And God still worked with them, even though he was against them having a king. So it shows me that God will work with our lack of faith. Sometimes and so why didn't he want them to have a king? Well, same reason, because they'll put their hope in him instead of putting their hope in God. You know, it's why God didn't set up a pope, you know, for the church because because Jesus is our leader. Jesus is our king, and that's not just a a, a neat thing to say. That's a reality. That that the more we understand that we are led by Jesus, that He is our leader. That he is and and really church staff ministers evangelists women 's ministry leaders are simply here to help us follow Jesus. they are not the ones that we have our eyes fixed on, right please um, no, you know in Ephesians four tells us it was him, him who gave some to be prophets, apostles, teachers right to 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 help us uh, elders or at the, in in some translations it says shepherds um Why? To, to, to train God's people, to prepare God's people for works of service and to become, until we all reached unity in the faith and the full maturity of Christ, right? They're just servants to do what? To help us fix our eyes on Jesus and to keep following Jesus. And so, so Joshua is God's servant. He's an awesome servant. The disaster that happened Joshua was not a guilty party, right? Joshua and Caleb, remember it says they had a different spirit. I think that's why God picked him to be the leader. He wasn't like everybody else. When everybody else was faithless, complaining, negative, critical, untrusting, Joshua and Caleb were like, what are you talking about? We can surely do this. This is going to be awesome, you know? And you gotta have leaders like that. Leaders have to have faith. Again, whether it's the family leader at home, the dad, or whether it's the Bible talk leader, or the sector leader, or the region leader, it's gotta be people of faith that can say, you know what? This can get more glorious. This is gonna be awesome. You know, this is gonna be great. That's faith. And that's, that is what Joshua brought, is that kind of faith. He knew that God could do great things. Now, the interesting thing about Joshua is, is it's not just, um, it's not that he had no fear. It was, it's not that he was fearless. He had some fear. How do we know that? Well, look at how many times God tells him to not be fearless, fearful, to be courageous. He says, okay, first he tells him, I will give you every place where you set foot. Verse three, Joshua one. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon, to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. So he tells him, look, I'm going to give you all this land and all these things that I promised Moses. He said, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I mean, wow. Talk about a great promise. You know, I mean, everybody knew Moses was with God. Everybody knew Moses and God were like this, you know, I mean, Moses would radiate even, you know, and, and cause he'd seen the glory of God and been with God and, and spoke with God. But he said, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I am going to be with you. What a great What a great promise from God, you know, what a, what a great thing to hear from God. And he says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. My servant Moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. He tells him a couple of times, he says, be strong and courageous, be strong and very courageous. I mean, he really wanted to make sure that, that, that Joshua was getting this. I think that, you know, sometimes when, when we go through transitions or when things aren't working out the way we thought they were going to work or things don't happen that we were hoping were going to happen, we can get fearful, we can get doubtful, we can draw back. And, and for a non-Christian, the opposite of faith is, is unbelief. I won't believe it. But for a Christian, the opposite of faith is fear. Is, I'm afraid this is gonna happen. I'm afraid that's gonna happen. I'm afraid this, that. I mean, what stopped God's people from taking the promised land 40 years before this? Fear. They were just afraid. And, and the fact is, we all have fears. The difference between us and the world, between a godly person and an ungodly person, between a Christian and a non-Christian, isn't whether they have fears or not. We all have fears. It's what we do with those fears. Do we submit those fears to God? Do we pull God into the equation? Do we, do we think about God and how? And notice he says, he says, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left. What was the key? That he really focused on God's Word. God's Word strengthens us. God's Word affects how we think, which affects how we feel, which affects what we do. It's, it's a direct connection. God's, the Word of God cleanses our minds, sets our minds, focuses our minds which therefore strengthens us, which therefore inspires us, which we, if we understand that God loves a challenging situation, then it's like, okay, I'm in a challenging situation. God loves it. Okay. Then I can love it. I can accept that or that God can, can make anything that's bad and bring good out of it. That gives me something to grab onto. Even when I'm going through bad things or tough times It gives me something to grab onto that God will do something. He can make lemonade out of lemons anytime and, and, and understand that not everything happens in this world according to God's will. That's why Jesus told us to pray for God's will, but because God is all powerful and all loving, even when terrible things happen in this world, God can bring good into it and we'll try to make something good out of it. But will always give us a way out. Will always give us what we need to get through it. That we will never go through times that we cannot overcome. God is always present. What do we need to do? We need to stay focused on His Word. We need, what does that mean? Well, we need to be reading it, memorizing it, uh, uh, you know, have, thinking about it, have it in place. remember, He told them to to write it on their doorposts, to write it on their walls to have it on their clothes. You know, that he wanted us always thinking of his word. His word is powerful. It changes our hearts. It changes our minds. And if we're thinking about his word, we're stronger. We're, we're stronger in him. So then he says, so it says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it. What does that mean? That you're saying it, that you're you're repeating it, that you've memorized it and you're saying it. Remember, people did not have Bibles back then. So they couldn't just walk around with a Bible and look up things. They had to memorize it. You know, I went to a bar mitzvah. A bar mitzvah is when a Jewish boy turns 13. He recited all 613 laws of the Old Testament. He recited all of them in Hebrew. He didn't even speak Hebrew, but he learned Hebrew for this. And he learned all 613. He could just recite them. And I was talking to the rabbi afterwards. And I told him, I'm so impressed by this kid. And and he said, you should have been here last week. That kid, the bar mitzvah for, that was bar mitzvah last week, he said, memorized the entire Pentateuch. I was like, what? The first five books of the Bible, he memorized them. How in the world? I mean, I would love to just hear that because that would take hours, but, but that's what he did for his bar mitzvah. And then I remember because I had midweek that night and some of the students were saying, Oh my gosh, we have to memorize three scriptures this week. I'm like, are you kidding me? We, <laughs> this kid memorized 613 laws. I think we can handle three scriptures or, or one even, you know? So, so then he says, then you will be, he says, well, the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So just, not just read it, not just be faithful to it, meditate on it day and night so that you can be careful to do, ri- to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. What does prosperous mean? Things will be blessed. Things are going to go great. Your life will go great. And successful. You will have success in the things that you do. You know, does that mean that every single thing is going to come out right? No, no, no. Of course not. Who did Jesus say is the ruler of this world? Satan. So Satan's always going to be throwing things at us. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have hard times. But we will overcome. We will be victorious. We will, and God will find a way to bless us. My life is very prosperous. Not because I'm rich. I don't, I'm not rich. I'm nowhere even close to that. Maybe rich in a global standard, but not in a U.S. standard. But my life is prosperous. I've been blessed. With great kids who, who, who are so incredible, great hearts and characters. I've been blessed with an amazing wife who, who just helps me so much, who's such a great partner in the gospel. And well, you were, you guys got along easy and you're the same. No, we're the exact opposite. And believe me, if we weren't Christians, we'd be duking it out all the time. But we've learned to value each other and listen and work through our differences. And even when we get in a fight, we, we follow rules, Christian rules. We fight like Christians. We got a workshop coming up where we're going to teach you how to do that. But, but we, 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 we learn how to work through things and get resolved and forgive one another. And, and, you know, I'm so proud of even we, the other day we had a talk where Karina said, Karina, my niece who lives with us, who's now like our daughter said, I think we need to talk about some things in our relationship. Okay, so we sat down. We had a wonderful talk, and we talked about that. And I was so proud of her because she's learning to do things God's way. It makes us prosperous. It's it's a blessing if we follow his word, if we do things the way he says to do. So it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, he tells us, okay, these are the things that happen to us, right? We get afraid, or as I often say, scared, or we get discouraged. Oh, man, why did that have to happen? Or why is this? And why can't we meet together? Or why can't we just do this? Or, you know, I can't, you know, how's this going to even work? And and we get that way. That's discouraged. We lose our courage. And then we get resentful or bitter or sad or depressed or, or angry or any of those things come along. And, and, and he's saying, don't do that. Don't let yourself go there. Keep your eyes on the prize. And, and basically God's message to Joshua here is stay focused on the word. Stay focused on the word. So what is the word of God? Yep, you got it. It's Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. He's our word. And so God tells him, Look, keep your eyes on Jesus, on the Word, and I'll bless you. I'll take care of you. You're going to go through a lot of stuff, but don't worry. You won't have to fear. You don't have to worry because He's with us, and God will take care. This is the thing about that I've I've learned in you know my time as a Christian that no matter what happens, what I have to do is just stay close to God. That's what I have to do. There isn't anything else I have to do. I have to do that and make sure that I do that first. And God will bless it. Whatever challenge we faced, and we faced some big challenges. We faced a lot of challenges when we moved to Mexico City. We faced big challenges when we moved to Miami. We faced all bunch of new challenges when we moved to Puerto Rico. And then we, then we were under a whole new life and a whole new thing when we moved to and became part of the New York church. Every step of our lives, there's been New challenges, big transitions, scary things that could happen, things that could go wrong. And yet, all we knew, we knew this always, we just gotta stay close to God. We've just gotta be close to Him and He will take care of us. It was awesome because you knew they were gonna win the promised land now. You knew they were ready. You see in verse 16 the response. Then the people answered, they, the people, answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go, just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses, Where whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death only. Be strong and courageous. And this is a fascinating dialogue because, first of all, how different are these people than the people when they came back from the the spying out the land? I mean, they were like, what? This is crazy. No way. Uh, uh. They were crying all night, wailing. People were wailing throughout the night. Here, they're like, whatever you've commanded us, we'll do it. Wherever you send us, we'll go. I mean, they were just like, bro, we're all in. Josh, lead us. We're all in. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will fully obey you. That's a lot of trust there. What is their requirement? And they, I you mean, know, they even say, whoever rebels against your word, you know, we'll put that, thankfully we're in the New Testament. We don't put anybody to death. But he says, they, they tell their requirement, only be strong and courageous. And be with the Lord, right? Only may the Lord your God be with you. And only be strong and courageous. They under, they got it. They, 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 in Spanish we say captaron. They, they captured the idea. You know what? If we just walk with God, everything works out great. If I just apply God to this situation, it will work out great. And I know, I know that that's easy to say hard to do. I know that that's, that's the whole, you know, challenge of living a godly life is sometimes it's easier to say these things than it is to do them. But that is our, that is what our challenge, that is what we're called to is to learn how to trust God, learn how, how could they be so confident this time? Same fortified cities, same giant people, tall, sons of Anak and the Nephilim and all the stuff they saw before. It was all there. It wasn't like a plague wiped out everybody in between. No. Same challenges they were facing. Totally different mindset of the people. Why? Because they'd learned to have faith. They'd learned to trust in God. That was what manna was all about. There's so many things that God had taught them. They'd learned to be a faithful people and to trust God. And then they knew the kind of leaders we need the ones that are with the Lord. And what do we want them to do? We want them to be strong and courageous. Whether it's a family leader, a Bible talk leader, half sector leader, region leader, church leader, whatever kind of leadership. But there was confidence in the room. So i am going to close out with this story that we know well. But you just remind us. So Joshua was challenged, keep your eyes on the word. Well, the word of God is Jesus, the logos, right? And I'll close out with this story because I want to close out with our eyes fixed on Jesus. In chapter, uh, in, in verse 22 of Matthew 14, he says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them, ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. So Jesus was always taking care of his relationship with God, no matter how busy things got. And, And it got pretty busy for Jesus. I mean, he was having a hard time getting away from the crowds. But he was always fighting for his time alone with God. That's super important to our faith. That time alone with God. Jesus says this. This is our challenge. Don't be afraid. Yeah, there's a lot of problems in our world right now. Don't be afraid. There's a lot going on in society. Don't be afraid. We got elections coming up. Don't be afraid. A lot of people are afraid right now. And it's driving them to do crazy stuff. Some bad stuff. We have to keep our head in all situations, right? That's our calling. What does that mean? We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We keep doing what's right because we know that God is in control. We don't give in to the feelings and the, that's, that's the, the mob of society that is swirling around, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to take action. We know What to do? Because we know Jesus. And our eyes are fixed on Him. And that's very important right now. In this transition, for sure. But also in these difficult times that we're in. We're in difficult times right now. That much more reason. And He says, He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Sound familiar? Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. You know, that was just such a powerful moment. I mean, first of all, you got to love Peter's simple faith. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Peter's the one who knows. Look, if Jesus says walk on water, that means we can do it. And we can go do it. So if Jesus said something, we can count on that. That's Peter, that's the beauty of Peter's faith. It's very simple, very straightforward. God can do anything. And so he, he's the one, and we can, we can laugh at and criticize Peter because he always makes mistakes, but man, he's the one that walked on water. He stepped out of the boat. And you know what I think? I think, first of all, I can, I can't imagine when he put his foot on the water, what that must have felt like, and didn't sink. And then he leans into it and shifts his weight over to that foot. Can you imagine the excitement? I am doing something unimaginable. Incredible. And then I think probably the bigger, bolder thing was to actually step away from the boat. Because all of a sudden that's, that's really stepping out on faith. What is stepping out on faith for you this fall? What can you do that requires faith? What can you do that challenges you to have more faith? I think that was probably the bigger moment was letting go of the boat. That comfort, that safety, that security. stepping out okay this is something different this is something new and he says but oh the terrible but verse 30 but when he saw the wind he was afraid and began to sink cried out lord save me what happened he took his eyes off jesus he started looking at the challenges I mean, we have to be aware of the challenges we face. We face some big challenges. Our country faces huge challenges right now. And life can get very challenging. It's a little scary out there. But what we cannot do is take our eyes off of Jesus. Take our focus off of Him. And we will start to sink. We don't want to sink. We want Metro to be strong and healthy. We want your sector to be strong and healthy. We want your Bible talk to be strong and healthy. We want your family to be strong and healthy. you got to want to be strong and healthy, like Joshua. This fall, that's our focus, to be strong in the Lord. We're not changing eyes on Jesus, because that is the key to being strong. But we're going to provide some opportunities to get training, some workshops for our marriages, for our families. We're going to do some, we're going to take advantage of the fact that we can all watch Zoom. And I know we can get Zoom fatigue, but we're going to take advantage of this time and just keep growing stronger in our faith so that God can do miracles. So that people can become Christians that we never even thought we were going to become Christians. So that God can move powerfully among us, even in quarantine. What we don't want to do is just sink because things got challenging. We want to get stronger by faith. We want to walk on water. We want to be a church that, even in a quarantine, even with all the problems in the world, did not get weaker, did not shrink anymore, but grew and became stronger in the Lord. I believe we can do that. This fall even. And end the year stronger than we are now. Stronger than we've ever been. And he says, immediately, there's a good thing about Peter, is at least when he started sinking, he knew what to do. He cried out to who? To Jesus. Lord, save me, he said. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And sometimes I think Jesus says that, to come on guys, why are you doubting? Why are you being fearful? Why are you worrying about this? Have I not proven myself to you? God has proven himself many times to us. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Let's have that deep conviction. Jesus is the son of God. We put our eyes on him. We won't sink. We're gonna do great. We're gonna walk on water. We're gonna keep growing stronger. We're gonna reach out to people and help them become Christians. We're gonna, we're gonna get stronger. Our families, our marriage is stronger, our families stronger. We wanna get stronger. The singles stronger. We're gonna start a campaign, and I'll explain it in the next time, in the next uh in another midweek, but we're gonna start a save the males campaign you know? Yep. And that's going to be some exciting stuff. We're going to have we're going to go for just every ministry getting stronger as we get stronger in the Lord so that God can do more miracles. So God's will will be done. So I want to end with these uh four challenges we'll close out and um I'll put these up on the screen. Our four challenges. One, to recommit to praying the five impossible prayers. And a lot of us have been praying them. And I've heard people talking about um, the fact that, that their impossible prayers are coming true. So keep praying them. And if some of your impossible prayers have come true, please do me a favor, let me know. I got on their screen, metro at laicc.net. Tell me, send me a note, send me a paragraph about an impossible prayer that came true. I'm already starting to hear about some of them. Number two, memorize a new scripture every week. For 10 weeks, let's do it. Let's memorize a scripture every week. And I got the first one for you. The first one is Psalm 26 through eight. Psalm 26 through eight. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord God, our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Short one, right? Just a few scriptures. Psalm 26 through eight. Write down three things, number three, write down three things that you fear could happen in the future. And number four, decide to be faithful about those fears. Decide to be faithful, add God to those fears. And then tonight for questions, I have four questions for you. Number one, on a scale of 10, where's my faith tonight? Where do I feel like my faith's at? Is it a four? Is it a three? Is it an eight? Is it a five? Is it a nine? Let's say 10 is walking on water. Number two, why can I trust God? Let's talk about it. Why can we trust him? Why can we put our faith in him? Why can we put our faith in Jesus? Number three, what are some of my four fears? Share one even. We probably don't have time for everybody to share their four, but share at least one of them. And number four, what are some things I can do to increase my faith? We talked about that tonight. We gave a lot of answers from the scriptures. What are some things I can do to increase my faith? So have a good D group. I got a couple of last announcements real quick. Remember that this Monday, Labor Day, this September 7th, 10 a.m. to noon, we have worship land, a drive through Time of encouragement. It's going to be a blast. The fun committee is rolling out some really great stuff. This is going to be their first one. I think it's going to be fantastic where we all just drive through. Now we got to make sure we're not getting out of our cars and hugging each other and, and, you know, touching and all that kind of stuff. We got to be COVID safe. So that's why it's a drive through, not a park and hang out, but it's going to be a blast. Um, there's several events coming up with the youth ministry, uh, Devo, big picture week, five, Um, it's all up there and it's also on the bulletin. If you're not getting the bulletin, please make sure that you register for it. You, you can get it. You can go to the website and it's all there. And then lastly, I just want to remind us, we have our world missions coming up on October 18th. So that's just a month and a half away. That's exciting. We'll be hearing more and more about what's happening around the world, but thank you, everybody. Love you guys. Uh, let's, let's do great this fall. Let's have a great fall. And uh, and and strengthen each other. Strength. Be strengthened by the Lord. Love you guys, and see you soon. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com. dot com.